0: The dawn of civilization, primitive, (laughs) dangerous, (laughs) exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look, he's come out of his cave. Hey
1: everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I am joined by my co-host, Brendan. Today we have a special episode, something we haven't done before. We basically have a, a portion of a whole label has come on the show it's a label that i've been following for a long time they play a very unique style of music you may have heard of it you may not have it's called witch house um, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show this is blasphemy records and uh welcome to our show everyone
2: thanks for having us uh this is a satanic hispanic founder of blasphemy records um just want to thank you both for having us on
1: of course yeah. I, I mean you guys play something that's so unique that I, I really feel like it needs as much attention brought to it as possible Thanks. Thanks.
2: Uh, and even within that strange subgenre, I have to say, I'm, I'm really happy with the folks on the label as far as the direction that they take, with us, and it's, it's really unique, especially to each artist, right? Um, just so many artists out there that kind of sound like copycats of one another, but the folks here on Blasphemy definitely bring a, a really unique uh, sound.
1: I so. completely agree. I think I yeah. tell people when they ask about you, if I mention the label that you guys are a tastemaker label.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh no problem. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, so for anyone listening at home, do you want to just tell? Uh, maybe we'll just go through one at a time and say what your projects are called, and I guess describe what your sound. What, what
2: would you say you play? And uh, I could just wrap up. Yeah, since I just did my own intro, right? Satanic, so satanic, <laughs> Um And then uh, you all can can kick in. Actually, we are going to be joined by another person from uh from the label. Okay. Late. But I'll I'll continue on my introduction. So as far as the, the the kind of witch house that I produce is definitely uh very industrial influenced, uh and black metal influence. And so I mean can that that all kind of goes into, um you know what what I start with as far as the instrumentation, what what type of accents I use, what type of changes that I, I put in in there, and ultimately trying to keep a a very dark and, and menacing. Um, Kind of vibe overall so you know you'll notice the bpm it kind of it sounds sluggish but at the same time um it's moving powerful and so that's just got got me into it who wants to go next
1: just one one real quick thing i actually realized we should have done this at the very start um for anyone who doesn't know what witch house is how would you describe the genre just so people know what we're talking about here
2: <laughs> okay that's a hotly contended topic it's like asking me to define
1: I what right, no. uh,
2: okay um <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to pull up Wikipedia,
3: okay? (laughs) Uh, No, that's the worst one. (laughs) Do it anyway, but that is the worst definition, but please.
4: (laughs) Very uh, ritualistic.
2: (laughs) All right, according to this, Witch House is a micro-genre of electronic music that is musically characterized by high-pitched keyboard effects, heavily layered bass lines, and trap-style drum loops, while aesthetically employs occult and gothic-inspired themes. I'll tell you that's more or less (laughs) true. That, that, That makes sense. Any objections? (laughs) They changed it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it. so
2: that's fair. That's a fair. It's
5: certainly expanding, so it's hard to give it a label when things are expanding, still staying within the subgenre.
2: Right. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like looking at black metal and saying, "What does black metal sound like?" Because it's come so far with all the caveats within it and different styles. It's you can't really give a simple answer to that. I mean, there's some broad statements you can make, but you know, you're generalizing.
2: Exactly. So now that we have the definition of witch house out of the way, who wants Thank to go next?
3: Introducing Yeah, I'm a, I'm cult child um, from out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert in Phoenix. Um, yeah, so my style of witch house is pretty, uh, I don't know, I guess it, it bounces all over the place. Like, I, I sometimes will throw in some traditional stuff that does sound like the Wikipedia definition. But um I like to I like to I like to pump that volume up on everything. I like to I like to add really heavy drums and stuff. And I also dip into another uh, sub genre adjacent genre uh, called Trash Wave, which if you haven't heard of that, it's just heavy noise, sometimes rhythmic, but That has a weird definition, but I pull a lot of my influences from the music that I performed in the past. I come out of a New Jersey hardcore scene and metalcore scene. So I pull a lot of that stuff into my music and, you know, puts out this cult child mess. I'll go next. Uh, I go by
4: Saints. I've been uh, from Chicago, Illinois, actually, with uh, Joel over here. And um, what do you call it? My style of uh, witch house is more like uh, Euro house. Mixed with black metal, I, ble- I believe, you know, kind of the screaming over the dancey beats. I used to be into, like, the ambient witch house when I first started. Then I kind of leaned more towards uh, dance vibes because I got bored of uh, just listening to the same old, like, samples of, like, monks and whatnot.
5: I'm going to go so I don't go last. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, you're good. Uh, I,
5: I kind of found witch house at the same time as I was learning to produce electronically. And I was listening to a lot of Wardruna at the time. Nice. I don't know if you've ever like watched I've seen, Vikings.
1: I've seen them live. They're fantastic.
5: Oh, yes. Yes. They're fucking great. And I, I was really getting into like sort of pagan neofolk stuff. But then at the same time, I was listening to a lot of synthwave. And I kind of got darker and darker until I ran into Witch House and just <laughs> immediately like felt a musical connection. So then I was learning to Bruce and kind of exploring this new genre and that's yes. and i decided that my um so hekta is the swedish word for witch oh. and conceptually it's like if witches existed 3000 years in the future
0: all, all right, right. I like that. Yeah. Dope.
5: so it's it's very ambient kind of spacey um definitely a little bit softer than probably what anyone else here is doing <laughs>
6: Okay, so I've been listening to Witch House since about 2000, I'd say, and that's probably my primary influence, aside from, like, uh, death metal and deathcore. I was really into all that back in, like, 2007, and that, uh, I'm just really into, like, the heaviness and everything that, about that. Um, for me, I tried to lean more into the occult uh, imagery in style, and um, more of the memphis kind of trappy side of it i try to uh, lean into that and try to make nods to the classic style is uh more of what i'm about with the with my music and i awesome. started producing in uh, 2015 i honestly didn't sit down and start actually learning how to i say until about 2020 truth be told actually listening to the advice everyone was giving me and that's when Joel reached out to me and when I was in that phase and ended up being a part of Blast Me Records and releasing my first EP, Death May Trivial, which was <clears throat> awesome for me because it kind of um, underscores the, me as a producer moving forward and uh, progressing and uh, learning how to make a cohesive sound. So I'm really excited with the new releases that I'm working on and hope that everyone can see the uh classic appeal and everything that i have uh going on with all that Uh, there's a lot of new stuff that i'm making callbacks to and uh trying to bring back a lot of the uh sound and a lot of the aesthetic of witch house that i believe has been forgotten and left behind got it that's awesome to hear
1: now that we've sort of met everyone um, do you want, Joe? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about the label's history, how you founded this, and where it sort of was born from?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it actually happened. Uh, I don't remember if it was on the way to or on the way back from a gig with Plagues. I, I did that in in Kansas City, and uh, so just for context, I'm I'm based out of Chicago, and Plagues is based out of Milwaukee, and so we did this really cool out of town gig uh where we got to you know name, name the event and i thought that the name blasphemy was really cool and so i spelled it out with the v and everything um the event was actually a really awesome success but the name itself just stuck with me and then now that i'm recalling it i think it was on the drive back to chicago uh where i was just telling uh plagues i'm like listen i, I feel like what we want to release is a little bit more on the extreme side of things than what other labels out there want to do at the time we were both just independent artists so we decided to uh, come together with with uh, the crew and, and the crew being uh, myself, Plagues and Saints, since we were always doing gigs in, in the Chicago area, uh, and just kind of put together our initial releases all together that way. So that was back in twenty nineteen. But if if I can say what really predates Blasphemy Records, uh, is bringing Witch House back to Chicago. If I can go down this rabbit hole for just a little bit. Um, I think it was in 2017. I had the idea that I wanted to do a witch house night. I used to, you know, promote industrial shows, and I figured, let me give this witch house thing a try. The thing is that I was out of the promoting game for several years, and so I just started reaching out to people at random. Bill was one of the few people, or Saint, it's one of the few people that I reached out to, and um, and and he must have thought that I was just some rando, not even that serious, that saying, "Hey, I just want to start this witch house night." He ended up coming through. It was an awesome show. Um, you know, it I, it made it into a, a local press, which was very interesting about bringing Witch House back. And so that's kind of what started, you know, this whole I guess you should say, you know, Witch House part of my life that has been uh, consuming me since 2017. Now I think but I digress. <laughs> I, I
1: think <laughs> I think it's important to. I mean, like people will tell you it's unhealthy, I disagree completely, but if you find something you're this passionate about to kind of throw everything you have into it. I mean, and I think most of us who create in some way or another understand that that's just part of the experience.
6: Yep. Hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're getting out of it, what you're putting into it hundred yeah. um, percent.
2: But it's good work. You You like what you do.
6: It's worth the time it is. But uh, I
2: mean, I don't even know now. I'm just trying to look at a list kind of at the top of my head. One, two, three, four. I think there's about 12, 13 of us on the label now. So that's why it's just, it's been a lot of, we're kind of just managing and, and planning out uh, all of the releases since everyone's just been churning out a lot of really good music. Um, it's just a matter of getting it all out to everybody now.
1: Uh, a great way to do that is those samplers that you put out. I was, we were a big yeah. fan of those on our site. Uh, was it Heretics Volume 3, the most
2: recent one? Yep, that's correct. That's correct. Um, the, the the kickoff track is actually Saints' track. I really love that one. Um, actually, one of my favorite ones on, on the entire compilation. I think it just starts off strong that way. But we have everybody on the label there, everybody. It's just fantastic.
4: Um, say, which song did you put on there again? If you can remind me, Stigmata, it's about Stigmata, like, uh, being possessed that. by uh, Jesus Christ Himself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: interesting <laughs> should have went to florida with that cure to leprosy
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe one day
1: <laughs> uh brendan i know i've been talking a lot did you have, i know you had a bunch of questions you wanted to ask
0: um oh well i know like getting around and playing like live shows and whatnot um have you guys had uh like any uh, a favorite like venue or a place that you're just, like uh i always want to you know, set up my shows here and um, yeah.
2: Great question. I mean, there are tons of venues in in Chicago where we do the majority of our gigs. Um, The the one venue that we've been working with lately that I really enjoy partnering with is Liar's Club in Chicago. But um, the unique thing, going back to that story I mentioned a moment ago when I started this whole Witch House thing back in 2017, it was at this venue called Burlington. And just by coincidence, that's where Bill and I are going to be playing uh saints and i are going to be playing in about 10 days or so if i'm not mistaken 11 days august 24th yep yep um so it's it's going to be good to be back at that venue it's been a little while since we've been there it's just uh it's a little sentimental right it's kind of what kicked off this entire thing Mm -hmm. so uh i'd say that that's that's a venue i'm looking forward to playing just just for that reason alone uh as far as other venues across chicago i mean I've, i've been fortunate to be able to play uh in a variety of them but um I don't know. Maybe the Metro. That's always the, I mean, I think that's an awesome venue in Chicago if you're familiar with the area, it's massive venue.
5: Aragon Ballroom.
2: Or the Aragon <laughs> Ballroom, the Brawl Room as it's known. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's an awesome place. But yeah, hopefully soon we are going to be having a, uh, a live Blasphemy Records showcase. It's not going to be in Chicago. Uh, more information on that to be announced. Um, so, um, just shameless plug. Follow us on on Instagram or Facebook, Blasphemy Records, B L V S P H E M Y Records, uh, for any updates regarding that.
0: How about uh, like a favorite city?
2: Great question. Um, actually, uh, L A is is someone we, we want to branch out to. We have some people that are uh, affiliated with the label uh, that that have some L A promoters that uh, can help us out, and we're looking for the right time to do that. Um, you know. In about maybe 10 months, we're going to hit our five-year anniversary. So definitely looking for a a really unique place to to put on something live, ideally with with as many um, last-made records artists as possible. Uh, You already know.
1: (laughs) I'm uh, I'm based down in San Diego, so I'm up in like San Diego, L.A. all the time for gigs and stuff. And I've definitely noticed that there's an amazing and fast-growing, both electronic, industrial, and gothic scene all in southern california which is really cool to see
0: mm-hmm.
2: absolutely no um it it's it it definitely dwarfs the the um the scene here in chicago and it's quite sizable already as is so i can i can only imagine how awesome the shows can get out there yeah
0: if
2: if
1: any of you can ever attend it there's a really cool thing down here called um oddities flea market it's uh originally from new york so you have it up that way too but they brought it down here and uh the vocalist from i don't know if you've heard of the band they're an industrial metal band called um oh man brendan what was it oregon band from portland um dead
0: animal assembly plant oh that's what it was
1: (laughs) i knew it was was something with manufacturing and animals but i think any of you could easily fill that spot same sort of vibe like
2: your music would be perfect to to play something like that absolutely Uh, that's that's the goal right Mm-hmm. Basically, want to look like a like a scene straight out of the Matrix, you know?
6: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Apparently, they like they like have it so set up that like you know if you're in like normie clothes, they're like, no, go go back and figure this out. No, uh, <laughs> that's that, uh, that's wasteland weekend you're thinking of.
2: He told us about. Yeah. Yeah. So, have I'll you guys
1: be... heard of wasteland weekend?
2: Is yeah, that, yeah. It's where desert. people go out to the desert to live like Mad Max style, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's a big, indu- it's an industrial metal music festival, essentially, but it goes for multiple days and uh, yeah. everyone's in like Mad Max gear. And, so, and apparently you can form tribes of people and complete challenges to get free alcohol and substances.
5: <laughs> i <I'm> mean,
1: <in>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And then people like soup up their cars, like Mad Max and build giant mechanical flaming things. And yeah, apparently it's wild. Really it <laughs> seems, seems
0: cool. <laughs> it's like, you know, the darker Burning Man, you know? Yeah. Oh, you had me there. A free alcohol.
5: <laughs> sorry,
1: <laughs> sorry, Brendan. I I uh, interrupted your question to carry on. No, on. no,
0: you're good. You're good. <laughs> I guess I, I, you know all kinds of ties into like you know um, favorite cities. You guys like been to before? You know, or want to go to?
2: Well, I, again, we said like LA would be ideal. Um, we've been to. Oh, we we've all been to several cities. that varies, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we,
0: you know, we haven't hit, we haven't played New York City yet, and uh, I don't know what what the scene is like out there right now. But people definitely like heavy music in that area. You know, I live in near Hartford, so it's there's definitely uh, people will definitely show up. That's for sure. Well, the weird thing about Witch House, it's it's
2: people. We should be surprised that there's even a a scene, right? I yeah. most people oh, I mean. just let it live on the internet, um, whether it's just through you know memes tumblr back in the day uh or spotify playlists or even now in vr um it's generally not something that's that is done live so it's it's kind of interesting when there are uh these you know small enclaves of folks that were that are interested in it so uh but we are we are uh likely playing in in the denver region sometime soon so definitely that's an area we're looking forward to so uh, again, keep posted on that. Follow us on, on our socials, Blasphemy Records.
1: Do you see it ever being something where you could tour internationally, or is that like out of reach at this
2: point? Um we 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 done a micro tour actually here in the Midwest. It was interesting. It was it was just prior to the pandemic. Um it was quite a, quite the experience. We played a few cities here, like in the, in the Midwest. Um definitely most people that came out are, you know, just extensions of, of other scenes that already exist from the metal scene, industrial scene, et cetera. So it's not like it's its own, um, you know, set of folks that do that. They're just people who kind of are adjacent to the other scenes and come out. Um, I don't know if it could be long term sustainable, but it could be something that can be cultivated if if there is enough drive and desire in uh, time to do all of that. Awesome. Uh, you
1: ever like had a look in Europe to see if there's something there? Like, is there an existing scene over that way?
2: As a matter of fact, it mm-hmm. is. Now, the, the European styles of of witch house are definitely different, um, but okay. nevertheless, really cool. Um, but no, I, I, we, we see really awesome shows with uh, you know, more uh, accessible artists like Sidewalks and Skeletons. Um, you know, doing really well shows across Europe, even in, I believe Russia, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not sure if that's even Something they can still do, but yeah, they can get out there. That's awesome. Yep, yep. So depending on anything to go, perhaps we can follow suit.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they can come you over here and su- support you guys touring over this side as well. Exactly. Yeah, make,
0: make it out to the east coast. I'll I'll make I'll make a point to get out. I'll awesome. do it. Awesome.
1: I'm so just yeah, one can...
4: person though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you do make it to
2: L.A., let me know. I will be up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, or just we, we can make it happen, right? We can just do a little ritual and sell our souls and be on our merry exactly. way to, to make millions of witch house dollars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. What are yeah. those worth today?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: man. Back to you, Brendan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, What was like the uh, – how did – Um, I guess it's getting – all of you can chime in i guess um but who um like who got you into like you know producing and starting like that whole side of music like who inspired you for that um i
2: i can i can remember mine mine was kind of uh a more mainstream artist when i was uh in my late teens i was was a guitar player primarily and then i saw a nine inch nails performance and i was like really blown away by it so i I went and bought myself a drum machine and learned how to create electronic music. So that's that's how I got my start.
0: Nice.
2: Yo, yo.
5: Both my parents are musicians, so I was kind of born into a musical family. Um, but it was all church music for a really <laughs> long time. And then I, it took me forever. I'm still catching up on like non-church music for the rest of my life. So I've I've kind of found things late.
6: But, okay. Um,
5: it it really when when someone introduced me to so i've i've played piano and i've you know written songs forever but i never knew that synthesizers existed which sounds really stupid <laughs> but there's a lot of things i didn't know existed and as soon as i started learning to produce electronically that was like such a game changer like i don't have to be in a band i can make whatever i want and no one can tell me no right uh, so that was actually my boyfriend, who is from Sweden, was living in Canada at the time, introduced me to electronic producing.
2: And and now you're on a Christian label. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and that was literally less than three years ago, I think. Yeah, it was like 2020-ish. So not, not very long ago. It's been crazy.
4: Well, speaking of Christian labels, I actually got started by having a dream that Jesus Christ himself gave me electric guitar when I was 12 years old <laughs> and he said, if you don't learn how to play this within a year, you're going to die.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
4: learned that motherfucker really fast. And I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. That's what's up.
3: Oh man. Um, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say for me, I mean, getting into producing, like I was playing in a bunch of bands, <clears throat> doing vocals and, and playing bass in a bunch of bands and like really was getting nowhere with like my creative side, so um I stumbled across this is like back in the day with Last FM. I stumbled across Crystal Castles on a on an eight bit uh playlist, and yeah. just and then bootlegged uh Fruity Loops or FL Studio, whatever it was called <laughs> back then, and just mm. went from there off and on for 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 years until uh I decided to start Colt Child like what three years ago now, so.
0: <laughs> all
6: right, nice. Uh, for me, uh, I what really got me into it was hearing Crystal Castles, and um, that like hearing that, I was just like, "Well, this is completely different" because I wasn't into electronic music at the time, and I kind of realized, "Hey, this is a duo; you don't have to get a band together to do all this metal and everything." And with my bands and everything falling out. And people not being able to meet uh, deadlines and being able to get to practice and stuff like that. I just kind of decided that, hey, this would probably be better if I took this and made this a uh, solo thing. So uh, that's really what kind of drove me uh, listening to Crystal Castles. And then from there, discovering like White Ring and realizing that, hey, electronic music can be just as heavy, if not heavier, than uh, like death metal and such yeah. at times. So uh, that was a major influence. And then I discovered a lot of like Trash Wave, like Sad Wrist and such. And uh...
2: <laughs> I think you guys are fucking making up the word Trash Wave every time you say
4: it.
3: <laughs> you can't That's even find the an an artists. Like, if you look up
2: Sad Wrist, you're not going to find I it. just fucking Google Trash Wave. All right.
3: You're yeah. <laughs> trying to fucking make it
4: happen. <laughs> is trash
3: Wave, I think. Stop too. trying
5: to make Trash Wave happen.
6: Yeah, oh, it it's happening. It's happening. But what really intrigued me was, and what got me into it the most was the aesthetic of the whole genre itself and realizing that, hey, I can do this all myself and not have to rely on anyone else but me and my efforts be a testament to all that. So that's that's really what drove me to do all that. That and the fame. <laughs> <laughs> Notoriety. The, <laughs> the riches.
5: Glory.
1: It's, uh, I always find it really funny when people say like, yeah, man, that that death metal band or the black metal band sold out. I'm like, can you really sell out like when you're making no money? Like, it's not, right, right. no,
2: one,
1: <laughs> no one got into extreme metal to get rich. You're famous,
2: exactly. No, it's it's a labor of love. I'm glad I'm glad to be surrounded by such a, a unique group of people who um, are clearly not going to make it to heaven.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm doing my it
2: for yourself, man well i mean i I am immortality i am technically saved still so i might (laughs) still go to heaven Uh, but i don't know about any of them any of you guys but i
1: mean uh, jesus does speak to one of you so i got saved at a skillet concert
3: (laughs) that's not a joke i served enough years in the cult they better take me in Um.
1: I also find it kind of interesting how many of you were influenced by Crystal Castles. That's kind of cool. No, they're a really cool band.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're around for, they're not, they haven't been together for a long time, right? They think this, this how long ago did this foot up? Like, oof. This
6: foot up, like, <laughs> 2015,
1: something like that. Yeah. Brendan, have you actually listened to those guys? I don't know if you, I'm not sure if you have
4: uh, checked them out. I, I don't think I have. I... All right. I'm going to drop you some links tomorrow. If you like Crystal Castles, you should check out this band, Crimes, with a three instead of an E. Yes. Those guys, oh,
3: yeah,
4: that's yeah, where it's, it's at. Yeah. It's, it's,
6: that got same me. With,
3: same with like every DJ good. set, I play, I throw crimes up. <laughs> I'm write that
2: down right now. I'm not gonna pretend I'm too cool. It was uh, it was Salem.
6: <laughs> and
4: I,
2: I heard that, I was like, This is cool as hell, dude. <laughs> it's it, it sounded like a bunch of different uh, components that don't go together, but they went together so well. Uh, you have a, a trap beat. You have a, um, what is it like a, a choir, Child
6: screwed vocals?
2: Yeah, it's creepy as hell. I love it. I love it. I remember it. I was so excited about this track and this genre as a whole, and I showed it to my buddy, and he was like, "No," and
6: <laughs>
3: he's wrong.
2: And um, I I stand uh, firm in my decision. I didn't
1: have you, uh, I, I love like weird genre blending electronic stuff um, with a lot of strange samples. Have you ever heard of a band from uh, Kenya called Duma? No.
3: I feel like uh, I've heard the name, but I've never
1: heard the band. It's D-U-M-A. It's it's awesome. It's, oh, grindcore, yeah. it's grindcore mixed with like power electronic stuff. But then they've got like a ton of uh, old ethnographic samples from like field recordings and stuff mixed in. And then a whole lot of African tribal uh-huh. instruments.
5: Do so they have the, like, really cool African time signatures, too? Yes. But some of the shit they do is straight up oh, math cool. rock. Oh,
1: yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. Hear that. They're on a label called uh, Nyege and Yege tapes, which has a lot of really, like, cool experimental East African stuff, a lot of electronic stuff in there. Cool. Definitely check those out. Oh, yeah. But, but do they hate God?
5: <laughs>
1: I'm not sure from the lyrics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> can ask them. <laughs> That's actually what I ask myself. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to something. Like, do they hate God? You know, like, and, and if the answer is yes, it has a good chance I'll listen to it. There <laughs> we go. That's me records. I digress.
1: I mean, this one dude you never have to ask that question for is Glenn Benton. Guy hates God so oh, much yeah. that it, he made multiple bands to express it. One wasn't
2: enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he burned the inverted cross onto his forehead. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, Oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> some oh, feelings. He has some feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, He's trying to work through some stuff. Exactly. Yeah, we, all are, we all are. I always wonder if he
1: like regrets that in old age, or if he still looks in it every day and is like, "Nah, I did the right thing."
2: <laughs> He's gonna double down. He's like, "I need a second one." <laughs> <laughs> go hard or go home. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, Brendan, you got any
1: uh anyone thing oh. else you wanna ask?
0: Well, um, we talked a little bit about it. Um, I think uh, Hexa, you said that you like started uh, playing piano, but um, what were all your first organic instruments?
3: Um, well,
5: technically, tambourine. <laughs>
3: all
5: right.
3: <laughs> I was a vocalist first, and then I picked up bass. But yeah, oh, right. Right. Did you take
0: uh, lessons for that? Well, um, vocal lessons.
3: Uh no, I, I was I I just started screaming. <laughs>
0: nice.
3: Uh,
2: God bless me with the gift of music. Uh, where I started off with drums uh, and quickly guitar and a bass, um, and then and then I broke up with God
6: and figured out how to play a synthesizer. <laughs> 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 For me, I played the trumpet. Believe it or not. And on top of that, I played uh, guitar for about five, six years, and then I broke my hands and haven't really played them since. So that's uh, just kind of... Oh, brutal.
3: Does one year fourth grade trumpet count? Because if it does, I also play trumpet first, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go.
5: No, that was a recorder, honey.
3: <laughs> no, that was third grade. <laughs>
0: Hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks. Why? Why does that like? Why do they do that? Like everybody knows, like what a recorder is and how to do that. Like it's so funny.
5: Because music is actually math.
4: True, it is.
5: So it develops your cognitive abilities.
6: All right.
4: Well, there you go. <laughs> I'll keep that thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just start busting out. Some my uh, recorder in the park.
4: That's what's up. <laughs> I started as choir boy, but then I had that dream with Jesus, gave me a guitar and been playing guitar for like about 20 years now. Kind of hate it. So got into electronic music. Boom.
3: You know? Nice.
5: <laughs> I've tried to learn guitar a couple times. I just don't have the patience to learn any more new instruments. <laughs> I'd rather spend my time actually making music than learning an
4: instrument.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Point. <laughs> I fucking suck at piano, but I compose all my tracks on keyboard. So yeah. <laughs>
5: well, if you have at least one instrument, that does help. Like, and, and keyboard is extremely useful if you're a producer.
0: Yeah. Well, um, what were like, like, um, like DJs and um, people and such that like you grew up with? Interesting. I, to I, DJs. Listening to. Well, yeah, um, DJs and
2: producers, et cetera. Um, the interesting thing for me is I didn't grow up listening to that electronic stuff. I, I actually used to like not like it. I was only into, you know, extreme metal until like <laughs> the age of 18. Um, but I was exposed to industrial music much when I was much younger. and I, I guess that taste came back in my early 20s, and which eventually led me down this path. But I don't know.
3: I don't know any of you all. I mean, I, I, I didn't before before getting into like hardcore and then later into electronic music, like I was growing up on hip hop and R&B and I lived in Jersey, so I was listening to Funk Master Flex all the time. And uh, then, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then went off from there. So um, like, kind I like anything of that's off of uh,
4: oh, that Night at the Roxbury soundtrack, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
6: that's like kind of the same boat as uh, Joel there. I kind of didn't like electronic music and everything at first. It wasn't really until I started acknowledging it as something that could be on equal terms with other genres that I really started appreciating it. But I didn't really listen to too many DJs or producers growing up, unfortunately. I wish I could turn back the time a little bit and do that, but it's what it is. Yeah.
4: Chicago's got some history with house music, but it's funny because it actually has now history with witch house music so it's like hey something's (laughs) going on over here you know something's in the water i think yeah
3: when y'all all All these like
4: happy vibes got dark
0: (laughs) (laughs) um have you guys ever had any um like wild uh, like problems like you know you're during your set and then like
3: piece of equipment's just like what the fuck is going on yo (laughs) <laughs> yeah um can i talk about my first show in phoenix <laughs> sure, sure. I, I i was using equipment i wasn't familiar with um it was a dj set but i was also playing like a cult child set in the middle of it too but um like everything was going fine and then like I'm moving over to grab something or not grab to move something on my laptop. And I hit my USB cord. It doesn't pop out, but just move just enough to shut all the music off. And so the lights are still going club, just goes silent and everyone just stares at me and I fiddle around and get it back going and went off from there. It was a great night, but except for (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Uh, It probably felt like five minutes and it was like, 10
3: seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so
2: I'll, I'm going to go turn back the clock and say, you'll remember this. Um, there was a point where we had a residency here in Chicago. So in additional live shows, we'd have our DJ nights. One of our DJ nights uh, happened to involve the satanic temple. Right. <laughs> and I forgot to give the venue owner a heads up and (laughs) the manager on site was freaking out because there's all these dudes in robes and shit and also they bring a pig with them right (laughs) and and and
4: Clarence clarence wiggum his name is clarence wiggum he's a good guy
2: yeah that that pig's name is that's correct he's freaking awesome um but yeah and so halfway through the night, I get a call from the manager, and he's like, What the fuck is going on down there? I hear that you have a pig that you're gonna sacrifice to the satanic. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's
4: not all true. I mean, that that's it's someone's emotional support shit. pig, actually. And he
2: was yeah. chilling the whole night. He was chilling the whole night. Like the worst that really happened that night is that he kind of bit my hand because he wanted my beer and shit. But outside of that, it was pretty. <laughs> <legit>. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's one thing. I mean, and then the 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 common complaint that we would always get is that we were using way too much fog, and like we totally were. But fuck it, right?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you gonna do?
0: What's what the
1: uh, what's the cut-off point between appropriate amount of fog and too much fog, though? Um,
2: <laughs> when when the bartending staff can't do their job, that's ah, that's <laughs> too much. Okay. And, and we've done I'm that, up. unfortunately. Um. Yeah, we overshot the fogger.
0: Well, I mean, if you don't know how much is too much, you're not going to know until you do too much. Exactly.
2: True. But um, That's fine. again, just off the record, we we have no intention on slowing our, our fogging down when we do live gigs. <laughs> um, um, hopefully no venue owners are, here, are listening right now. <clears throat> we heard the podcast. We're not booking you. We're not
0: booking <laughs>
4: you. <laughs> too much No fog. fog. <laughs> Oh man, <coughs> helps the sound I, carry,
1: you know. I got a question <laughs> for you guys. Uh, what are each of you listening to at the moment? Like, what's
6: standing out these days to you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Question. For me, I've I've been back to my roots. I've been listening to a lot of death metal lately. I've been trying to incorporate that into my music. So, uh, that that's been me. I've been listening to a lot of powwow lately too, which was they kind of make a lot of nods to the classic style, which House to, they use a lot of, uh, samples and such, and they use them kind of weird r- repetitious ways. And it's like, okay, this is going to get stuck in my head for, you know, at least two or three days. Uh, but I'm just kind of leaning back into my roots more than anything lately, kind of listening to stuff that I used to listen to back in like seventh grade, uh, like point below zero, um, <laughs> uh, also perish, stuff like that. Uh and then go in and listening to some of the stuff that I listened to when I first discovered Witch House and such. Yep, yep. Yeah.
2: Um, as far as Witch House artists, I think what I've been listening to is just what, what the, what everyone on the label has been, you know, uh, previewing with me, that's that's gonna be likely released in the next couple of months. Uh, but outside of that, uh, I think it's, I have to, uh, I have to agree with uh, systematic doses They're kind of going back to some of my roots lately. Uh, heavy, heavy uh rotation with Velvet Acid Christ. If you not
3: listen to them, they're really awesome industrial band. Check it out, Mm -hmm. yeah. I hate to sound like uh Echo Chamber, but I've also been listening to a lot of stuff from when I was younger, too. Uh, going back to a lot of hardcore bands, um, The Banner, uh, one of my favorite bands actually. Um, but in Witch House, uh, been jamming my boys' uh latest album, uh, Gloomstone, just dropped. Um yeah, yeah. That, that that shit's fucking hard. So mm, go I check did. that out. I've been listening to the Spider-Man soundtrack a lot. Spider Man 2.
6: That shit's good.
4: Wait, that really is. That's that shit's good. That's a good
6: choice. Like, like, Tobey Maguire? Or like what were you talking Toby, about? Yeah, Tobey. Yeah, the yeah. the, the, the Tobey ones, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, oh yeah.
1: Okay. The only ones that matter, baby. The only, the only on the ones that matter. Spider Man Purist.
5: pixel grip i've been listening to a lot of pixel grip lately it's good good. shit
1: what uh what type of music is that
5: don't be quiet
2: (laughs) that's your demon how's demon (laughs) he has
1: opinions
0: (laughs) he was like no i was taylor swift come on (laughs) you're lying i thought he was
3: telling you the genre oh
0: Cool. Well, we're coming up
1: on the hour pretty soon. So we have, uh, Brendan, you got any more left
0: there? Uh... <laughs> now we're good to go.
1: <laughs> cool. So, if, I mean, I have two questions for you. Uh, first one, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick with this one because it's you guys that I want to speak to. Uh, you said that you have a bunch of shows coming up in the near future. Do you want to tell us what we can look forward to?
2: uh yeah we have several shows um actually this this week we're going to have uh morgue and plagues who are on the label they're going to be playing uh here in chicago let me actually get you that uh that information it's gonna be this friday <clears throat> um and it's going to be uh with zombie apocalypse oh, so, so, yeah and uh that's going to be uh at this place uh 2554 west diversity um <clears throat> Week after that, uh, it's going to be myself, Saint, and a, and a couple of other artists that include Surveillance and Plasmata. That's going to be at the Burlington, also in Chicago. That's uh, going to be a Thursday night. It's going to be a really awesome gig. Looking forward to it. Um, outside of that, um, again, things are kind of in the works. And more information will be announced as far as the night shows.
1: Awesome. Expect fog. Expect fog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting it yes. fogged out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this question. Uh, sorry if I put you guys on the spot. I ask everyone that comes on the show this question, but if you were, tra- if you're free to answer in whatever order you like, uh, if you were trapped on a desert island and you had nothing but a solar powered Discman and three CDs to listen to on repeat until you got rescued, mm-hmm. what would you want them to be? Ooh, I got this one. Oh man, this someone is- else must go
6: first. Oh God. damn, that's a tough one. If I had to pick any three <laughs> CDs. If I had to pick any three CDs, it would probably be *The Royalty into Exile* by All Shall Parish. Um, that CD, I, th- I believe that's what it is. Um, I'd probably have to pick *White Light* by Sidewalks and Skeletons, just because it's, you know, it- it's it's nice, it's chill, I like it. And uh, I'd probably have to pick *Toxicity*. No, what? Which one is high? Mm, I can't remember that album. It has Toxicity on it by System of a Down. Ah, it's Toxicity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Toxicity. Oh, it it is Toxicity?
4: Okay.
0: um, Uh, Title track. I I think think it's on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. uh (laughs) That's
4: definitely one of mine right there right now, for sure.
0: I always loved the Crow soundtrack. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a top-notch soundtrack.
2: The soundtrack's meant something.
5: There is a soundtrack that would be my top three, but it's um, Vangelis Blade Runner oh nice and then there's this there's this electric harp dude that I've been listening to since I was a kid I would have to have that because I already listened to it to fall asleep almost every day and then uh failure fantastic planet
3: um yeah I would have uh food by uh MF Doom yeah uh, <laughs> each breath haunted by the banner and this last one like It's Okay, so it's a PlayStation 1 disc, but it plays in CD players. It's the game soundtrack for The Fifth Element. If you haven't listened to it, I think it's somewhere digital online. If I find it, I'll share the links. But that shit is is fucking (laughs) mind-blowing. That
5: is a really good soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, sci-fi soundtracks are always the best.
3: Hell yeah. Mm -hmm, True. Mm -hmm. Although
4: night at the roxbury soundtrack that's definitely <laughs> my top one, one of the three night at the roxbury spider-man 2 and i'm gonna give it to my my guy uh plagues man that last album volos he put out perfection yeah. perfection that's yeah oh my god go listen to that so good
2: damn right yeah you heard it here first almost as good <laughs> as The soundtrack. <laughs> <Spider-Man 2.
4: laughs> and night at the roxbury
2: and night at the roxbury <laughs> um for me, I, I these are some mopey ass albums, dude. Um <laughs> Lycia, the album Ionia, it's some like experimental uh goth shit that I got into back in the day. Uh Velvet Acid Christ, Twisted Thought Generator. Uh, that's a dope ass album. And uh Miss Sugars Destroy Your Race Improved.
1: Nice. You are the second person in a row to list that. Uh we talked to on a podcast as in their top Yesterday. three. Yeah, I yeah. also did that yesterday. It's a great album. Which one Just Three Racing Brew? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I kind of feel like I mean, Sugar is kind of funny because they kind of invented. I mean, they didn't invent it, but they made Gen a thing. Yeah. yeah. And then regretted it forever. <laughs> Sadly, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's now. like, what did we do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mean to do
0: this. We just wanted to make music. <laughs> and it's like frankenstein you know like <laughs> the monster getting <laughs> upset about his creation and just like it's <laughs> alive and he's just like no <laughs> kill it.
1: I <laughs> uh, just like the genre killed itself like it just became a competition of who can get more overproduced and <laughs> more mathematical to the point that it was like there was like no heart at all or music. they're
0: making guitars that were like 30 feet wide yeah like 900 <laughs> strings <And> like
3: <playing> the <laughs> playing yeah, the brown yeah. the brown note at some point it all it. just sounded like ai music yeah <laughs> that's the <laughs> it's the same issue i have with a lot of modern
1: tech death it's it's all like way too overproduced and doesn't even sound like music it's just mathematical just chugging i don't know i feel <laughs> like like i mean we we've talked about this a lot on our podcast that being a good musician does not mean being a good songwriter.
4: That's yeah. true. Extremely true. Or
3: a good uh, performer. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can definitely vouch for, for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, there's some super technically proficient dudes that I I can't listen to because they're so boring. It's like I get it. You're really good at guitar, but can you write a song that I want to listen to? Like, mm-hmm. right. So He's I have like... one more one more question for you guys before we wrap up. Um, yeah. Are there any bands that you want to give shout-outs to that we should check out from your local scenes, like uh,
2: people we should yeah. Uh Yeah, I'm going to shout-out. Just I got a list here. and Some of us are present. There you go. Satanic, Hispanic, Rotten Wolf, Cult Child, Plague, Systematic Doses, Gloomstone, Decomposition, Rape Haven, Death Cult Devotion, Paxa, and Morgwidge. Shout-out to all of them.
1: <laughs> nice. List. So death, uh, death Cult Devotion was actually the first... Which house album I ever heard? Oh wow. Yeah, that think, was what got me to explore the genre. So he's an amazing please, producer. I love his stuff. Please oh, tell yeah, him right. I love his work. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was, it was really cool to actually have a whole group like this. We haven't done this before. So it's it's <laughs> uh now that you guys tested it, uh we can maybe do this with other labels too. You guys are the guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. yeah. Um, lastly. Do you want to just repeat this again in case anyone missed it earlier on the podcast? But what are the good places to buy your music, listen to your music, follow you on socials? Where should people do that?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Blasphemy Records, B-L-V-S-P-H-E-M-Y Records. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find us on Bandcamp. That's where you can uh, support our music directly there. Our, your uh, support goes directly to the artists. Uh, you can also find all of us on, on Spotify as well, all the other Major streaming platforms.
1: Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on. Everyone at home, make sure you check out the label. Uh, Give them some love. Check out all their socials. Great bands to follow. Post some really cool stuff. Definitely vouch for that. Uh, And tune in next week. We'll have another guest
3: for you. Thank you, Brad.